0: What's up everybody? Welcome back to the Culture Based Podcast. I'm your co-host Dustin with us as always is Blake. What up Blake?
1: Hello. How are we today?
0: We're getting there. Um, Today's gonna be a good episode. I can feel it. I can (laughs) feel it. Um, Today we're gonna be talking about how to recover from losing your top talent. It's inevitable. (laughs) It's gonna happen. This is exciting. Um, Yeah. It's a real feel-good episode. Yeah, or today. To like sitting you. around
1: a fire in a cold yeah. day, just getting to enjoy your hot cocoa and your yeah, talent right. leaving. That's it's good. a warm blanket. Yeah, topic really is what it is.
0: Just cozy up. Just cozy. Let's get into this. Uh, want to remind you that uh, the culture base we're here to help leaders know what they're about, show where they're going, and develop a scalable team to get there. If you'd like to follow us along with anything that we're doing, you can follow us on social media at the culture base. We're on LinkedIn and Facebook, places like that, Instagram. Uh, or if you want to check out more about and how we can help you do those things, you can check us out at the culture If you are listening to this podcast on an audio platform, I would encourage you to leave a five star uh, rating and review as well. would be amazing. If you're watching this on YouTube, welcome. Good to see you virtually. I uh, would love for you to hit the like, subscribe button, and ring the bell. That way, every time we post a video, or if we happen to go live, which we're promising, but haven't done it yet, but we will, uh, then you'll be notified of those things. And it'll probably just be Blake staring into the camera when we do it. <laughs> so, that's fine. Does that uh, make you to do that? Okay. Yeah yeah that's what we're doing but yeah we're uh we're gonna oh one more thing i I forgot to tell you this so we're shifting strategy a little bit on our think tank sessions Mm -hmm. and we are going to table the think tank sessions for now as a feature for 2024 but in the meantime what we're gonna offer you it's more of a one-on-one setting. Uh, so you can go to the culturebase.com right now, and you can click on the strategy button. And you can book a free 30-minute strategy session with us um, to talk through whatever cultural issue you're having right now in your organization. Um, and we'll just give you our undivided attention for that time and how we can help. And we'd love to speak with you about that. So culturebase.com slash strategy, or just go to culturebase.com and click on the strategy button. On to this episode. How to recover from losing our top talent? Super, um, just gives you all the warm and fuzzies. Is mm-hmm. what I understand of the topic. Yeah. But we've been there, right? We've all been there. We're hitting our stride. We got our best players in the best positions, performing to it to their potential, and all of a sudden, bam! Like one of the best players on your team, one of your top talent, decides to leave. And this can feel like a real gut punch. And this is where I get mad at the people that say it's not personal. It's business. Business is very personal, mm-hmm. uh, especially when it's your business and it's your livelihood. Uh, and so this one, this one can sting a little bit. And what we've seen a lot of times too, is it can, it can paralyze. Hmm. And, uh, we kind of go, we're, we we kind of go into a state of shock. We're like, well, I don't really know what to do now that this person left they were kind of they were our star running back they were the quarterback they were the tight end that everybody looked up to like this was a thing right um so what do we do now today we want to offer you three quick things to consider when your top talent leaves and how you can start the road to recovery from that and the first thing sounds simple but i can't tell you how many organizations that i've seen don't do this (laughs) Is an exit interview.
1: Mm.
0: In fact, I've left three organizations. I've done zero exit interviews. (laughs) In every situation, I was left wondering, like, surely they're going to ask for an exit interview. Yeah. And they didn't. And I'm going, I love what Blake said before he hopped on a call. He said, This is as honest of an answer as you're ever going to get about you and your team and your organization why not take advantage of that mm-hmm. why not le- you got to where you're at now as a as, as an organization by being someone who learns from their mistakes And listen, it may not be your fault at all. It may just be that they saw a shinier apple somewhere else and went after it. It may be that they need to make a move in their life to be closer to home. Maybe they've lived far away. There's so many different scenarios that it could be. But the first thing that I would say is you have no matter what the reason is, you've got to do an exit interview. Right. Blake, what what are we what's all involved in that?
1: Yeah, first I think I think your attitude going into this is why there are exit interviews or there are not exit interviews, right? Because uh-huh. there is this tendency. Um, here's here's the thing I've learned about people: is we don't like to be hurt at all. Uh-huh. We don't like to be hurt. We don't like it when people throw stones at us. We get mad about that. And so for for this, no matter what, people are going to feel immediately defensive leadership's going to feel immediately defensive and one of two things tends to happen here okay and neither of these is is great okay but one of them is that it's like i hate to simplify this all to like little kids but let's be real like when you take something away from one kid and they're like fine i don't even want it i don't even (laughs) want that thing that's stupid i i'm glad you took it away because now i can go play with this thing over here and it seems silly but we still here's the thing we don't really grow up we're still doing that today and as as leaders we like to to try to have an optimistic perspective on things and i i respect that um when someone leaves you want to be like oh wow well look at all these bad things they've done i guess it's almost like this is a blessing in disguise i hear that all the time and i'm like okay don't miss the good stuff you can grow from because of this because you're happy that person's leaving because now you looked into all the things. Okay. Yeah. That's still post health here. Okay? okay. So we, part of exit interviews and doing exit interviews before people leave or before people come and even turn in their like resignation to you, doing like those coaching and touching base, that's pre health. We're all about pre health, right? That's going to yeah. the gym, that's working out. But when it does happen that somebody, does leave and this happens, I'd first just say, whatever you feel, it's okay. It's okay to feel what you're feeling right now. It sucks. It hurts. You had a direction. Things were going well. You don't have to be the kid who says, fine, I'm glad they're leaving. Okay. And you don't also have to be the kid who, when you're like, you can't watch TV, they lose their ever loving mind. They're like, no, my gosh, this is all I have. (laughs)
0: Like,
1: And just go limp on the living room floor. Yeah, exactly. Just face down like Andy from Parks and Rec on the track when he just is, you know, like that is not what you have to be either. And so to think, what am I going to do? The world's ending because this one person is leaving my organization or leaving our team. Yes, it's a hit, but it's never like someone said this to me about politics one time. They said, you know, when, when someone gets into office that I didn't want in office, It's never as bad as I thought it was going to be. And when someone who I thought I really wanted in office gets in office, it's never as good as I thought it would be, right? And so here's the thing is same thing here. When someone leaves, it sucks, it's hard. It's never as bad and really like, it's never as bad as you think it's gonna be. And and because they're gone, it's never as good as it maybe you think it should feel in this. But at, at the end of the day, I think it's important just to deal with the emotional aspect so that you can get the most important word here: curious. You can get curious yeah. about why. What are the real things? And and there, these exit interviews are challenging because there is emotional, just like Dustin said. Um, there to be like, oh, it's not personal. It's it's you know professional. It's not. It, it's his business here. Well, no, there are personal emotions, and if you can deal with some of those emotions, even together. And work through those things, and then start getting curious about the real reasons. um, You're going to get a lot closer to having a better organization, uh, or you're going to say, you know what? I just I think they're looking for something maybe that isn't us, and that's okay too. You don't have to be what they want you to be. So, you know we've we've done exit interviews before, where I did the exit interview with someone, and we were going through things and working through things. And through the process, I actually saw a lot of things that our organization needed to up our game on. And I was like, okay, well, we're going to, regardless, we're doing this. We got to up our game in these areas. And so, you know, we responded to it, but I also, in that exit interview, talking with this person, you know, was like, Hey, I think your expectation is this, and you're still part of my team right now. And so I'm going to coach you until the day you're gone. But I think I think you're assuming that the grass is greener. And I, I think here are five questions I'd go ask your organization. You're going to go be a part of, because I care for you. And you, if you're out the door, you're out the door, that's fine. But I think you should ask these questions because this is part of growth and right. crazy enough, they stayed like they came mm-hmm. back and they were like, Hey, I see that you heard me and that you really care about developing this. Yeah. And, and I, like, I wanna be a part of this. And yeah, I went and asked those organizations that, and I think I was just a little, you know, being seduced and wanting to be seduced and not seeing the other side of it. And I was like, okay, that's fair. Um, so we've had people at, just by doing an exit interview, we both grew and kind of went to the next stage, you know, and they're still yeah. with us, which is awesome. So yeah, to
0: take it back to your little kid analogy. You ever pretend that you were gonna run away when you were a kid? <laughs> I still do it. <laughs> you still do it. You're like Lindsay. I'm out of here. No, you the kids. I'm out. <laughs> no, as a kid, you're just like you're you're heading towards the door. You've packed yourself a little bag. You got your blanket. You got your stuffed animal. And you're just like I, I'll do it. I mm-hmm. swear I'll do it. I got my hand on the handle. Here I go. I'm leaving. A lot of times, I'll <laughs> say a lot. Sometimes that could be the scenario. Yeah. It could be a wake up call that your team and specifically your best players hmm. don't feel hurt.
1: Yeah. They
0: that's don't feel team. like you would even care if they left. Yeah. And maybe it's just a little reality check of just to kind of shock you back into and It's their move because they don't know any better. They don't, you know, we're human. That's, that's our, our instinct move is to walk away and look back and be like, you gonna miss me? Mm-hmm. Or am I gonna continue to go out this door? Like I don't really wanna do frankly, yeah. it's scary out there. But I just want to know that you care enough to stop right. me from doing something stupid like this. A hmm. um, part of that exit interview, just to continue, Blake, is to the, the types of questions you ask. We talk all the time yeah, about how great leaders ask more questions than they make statements. And great leaders also learn to be incredible question askers. Yeah. I've was just on a call earlier today and I was explaining to somebody like over the last handful of years I've become a student of asking great questions and I even watch people like David Letterman or Dan Patrick and people that are really good at interviewing people because I I, I want to know how to ask better questions specifically in this exit interview.
1: Yeah, you have
0: an opportunity, like we said at the beginning, for these people to be the most honest they've ever been with you. Yeah. So why not ask the right questions? But let's not get caught up in the questions like "How dare you?" Yeah. Let's, <laughs> you know who who do you think you are? Yeah, who do you uh who do you think you are? <laughs> you know stuff like that. Where do you uh get the nerve? Yeah, you know. Let's not let's not ask those questions. Those are a waste of time questions. Yeah. Let's ask the questions that we always talk about hire and fire. Let go receive based on your culture values. And so the questions that you need to be asking, they all need to be centered around the culture values. And I love what Blake was saying earlier is like, maybe you might find out that this person has grown away from your, your your values yeah people people evolve people mature they change they grow we're living organisms that happens and that's fine there's nothing wrong with that it may just be that hey this is our course and over time you have decided to kind of go this way nothing wrong with this way that's just not us yeah. right and so if you can ask questions centered around that you really start to get to the heart of what's happening
1: here you know and we we also it's really important that if this is cultural you know and really about the team that they're the reason they're leaving um you really want to ask questions around what we talk often about it just the six building blocks of a great culture and a great team right and so those questions asking them questions around the vision asking questions that are specific to the culture You know, one of our greatest exit interviews that we did um, that helped us, and I probably talked about this before, but one of our exit interview questions we had is like, you know, we we really thought you were going to go long term because we thought you connected to the culture here. And their response was, I absolutely connect to the culture. I don't connect to the work. And that's where it was like, okay, so now like being able to differentiate all that stuff becomes important. So asking questions around your vision, your culture, uh, attracting like how they were attracted to the organization, how they were onboarded to the organization, how they were developed within the organization, and then even how they were retained in the organization. When did they stop feeling heard? When did they stop feeling important? And I know yeah. we're back to this little kid analogy, but that's that's it. Right. And um, there isn't a point where someone just is okay with not being cared for. Like, mm. you know what I mean? Like in life there isn't that point like, well, when I'm an adult, it'll be great because nobody will care about me. Like that's I'm going to Peter Pan as much as I can and never want to grow up because I'm I, I never want that to be the case and I don't think that's maturity either. So no. at the end of the day, we we've got to understand that people need to be valued regardless. Yeah. Yeah. And I think
0: when we talked to about uh, I forget the exact phrase that you used earlier, Blake, but you're talking about being uh, essentially you're talking about being proactive. You had a really great phrase there that you said. I don't remember what it was. Preview or oh, pre health uh, instead of post health, pre health instead of post health. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So part of that pre health. Um, that we suggest when when you work with us is a 360 culture based review yeah and so it's an opportunity for really to kind of us us and you to get a pulse on where some of the strengths are but also where some of the weaknesses are Mm -hmm. and so maybe part of this exit interview is not just between you and the person exiting. Maybe that's a, maybe you have triggers, right? We have like, we, we automate a lot of things in business, which is great. We have things that go off for us and remind us, this is the time to do this. This is the time to do this. Hey, this, the numbers are low on here. Let's lean in. The numbers are high on here. Let's celebrate like all these different things, right? So maybe a little flag or a little trigger that goes up when someone leaves is time to do a 360 culture-based review again, to really see how this is suspecting which brings us to our second point, not just exit interview and learn from it. But the second point is to address the elephant in the room. I think you have a story about this, right? Like,
1: yeah. And with that, just kind of touching base on that culture base or the 360 cultural review, I think it's important to be doing those probably quarterly. Mm -hmm. Honestly, is just having, and they don't have to be the same intensity as like when your organization does one for the first time. But asking questions more consistently. I know a lot of organizations that have even quick questions once a week. Hey, how you feeling here? How you feeling? And it's a smiley face kind of thing. And it seems like not that important, but you're going to be able to start getting metrics and data points out of understanding. Maybe quarterly Mm -hmm. you go a little more in depth, but weekly you're trying to touch base and see where people are on, on a, more consistent cadence, that's pre healthy, right? Um, So yeah, but to your point on the number two of addressing the elephant in the room, I think this is is hard because you're afraid if I address the elephant in the room, people are gonna think something's wrong. Mm -hmm. Well, if something's wrong, people know something's wrong. And you don't need to try to angle the story or position it a certain way, which you'll want to, and right. um, you'll want to demonize or you'll want to like, oh, we're all getting better. And I think just being honest again, like, hey, it sucks that this is happening. Well, imagine, <laughs> imagine this, like,
0: imagine you and I are hanging out. I walk in the room. I got a broken arm. And you're like, oh, man, what happened? Like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, no, 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 your arm. What happened to your arm? I'm like, Yeah. And you were just like, ah, uh, looks broken.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I go, nah. No, your arm's broken. What are you going to think of me? Right. That guy's an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. So if your team already is aware of
1: a problem and you don't address it, it's the same scenario. Yep. And if you don't think that they don't already know. Like you know, they're, they're everyone's gaslighting on this one, right? Like everyone, even people in the organization, they're like, "Hey, I got to tell you guys something." They're all like, "What? Yeah, what? Yeah." What's when you happened? say it,
0: they're like, "That is a that is news to me. What? I did not know the
1: thing that you just said to me." They left. Like everyone knows, they're because right. good teams talk, and this is gonna. Right. They probably knew before they came and told you okay mm-hmm. so like yeah they're like that guy told us he was leaving months ago yeah right <laughs> like they're like i'm gonna be the guy to break that guy's arm and i like oh okay <laughs> so um don't worry this is where yeah. and and i think that another important part to this whole topic of like how to recover from losing top talent is that losing top talent isn't always that they leave because they're wanting to leave sometimes losing top talent might be your fault and might be, and my story that you were asking about, my story actually has to do with my fault, not not everybody else's fault. I lost top talent I because I was growing too quick in our organization, and so we had. Um, there is a tendency in operations and in any organization to want to be productive. We all want to be productive. But I got to learn that productivity at the cost of profit at the end of the day, to where you're not even profiting because you're just overproducing. And well, let's just bring in nine people to do this one job and you're not getting the most out of it. It ends up hurting a lot and you can't survive. And we grew too quick within our um, management upper. Um, yeah, upper management, mid-management area that I wasn't able to have enough direct labor to satisfy the indirect labor. Mm. And it was huge. It sucked. These were like best friends too. And I had to go look them in the eye and be like, I screwed up. I blew it. I should have paid more attention. I I can't keep you. And it was like, it was devastating. It was really hard Mm. through that you better believe that if I had to do that to very close people who were doing amazing at their job, I wish I, I wish it would have been like they were doing so bad because it would have been like, yeah, you're out, right? Like, and I, you know, it's a lot or balance, yeah, but it wasn't, they were doing awesome. Hmm. And so to have to do that, you better believe you're gonna have to learn from those moments. And what I learned in this is that your, yes, the right person's important. Doing the right thing, that's important. So right person, right thing. I learned right time is important too. And if you don't have the right person doing the right thing at the right time, then if you don't have all three of those, you don't have a good fit, okay? And so addressing the elephant in the room, how does that have anything to do with this, is I had to go to everyone on our team and tell them, I blew it, guys. I really screwed up here. Um, here is why they're leaving. They're not leaving because we don't have work or anything else. We were just overextended in this area and it was hurting our bottom line and not like, oh, we weren't making our 50% profit margin. (laughs) No, like we weren't profiting period. It was zero. Right. And so like having to deal with that, um, I'll tell you what came out of that though was a lot of respect that I didn't deserve at all. And I had a lot of people come and say, "We're really thankful that you told us. Thanks for not keeping us in the dark and leaving us to our own stories." Yep, which that's is it. Super mature, and yep. and thank you that you're always striving to like make sure that we have the right place. And it was just go. like, you know, I'm like, I'm not crying. You're crying. Gosh, <laughs> um, but that's it sucks. But when yeah. once you do it, people will respect you more. Yeah, for sure, for
0: sure. Blake was and I were talking before we started recording about you know instances where we had you know lost top talent, and I told him you know for in my experience uh, had two that happened two times. One time it was because someone wanted to use us, use our organization as a stepping stone. Not mm-hmm. our fault. Um, we you know if you can look on the bright side and say hey, there's a time uh that we had this person we were lucky to have this person at this moment godspeed you know hmm. onto onto other things and and know that we were a part of their story when they do uh inevitably blow up and make it amazing make it big yeah the other one uh talking about adjusting the elephant in the room was someone who just burnt out mm-hmm. um who uh, burned the candle at both ends and the organization didn't care about it and so it was a real opportunity for us to step back and be like, okay, hmm. if that guy can go down, yeah, uh, we need to change some things. And, and so that leads us to number three, which are, so our first, our first thing is to exit interview, what, you know, learn from, uh, you know, learn from it. Right. Hmm. second thing is address the elephant in the room. You got to be open and honest with your team. Uh, and the third thing is you have to adapt and adjust. Hmm. You can't let, you can't let this loss, paralyze you. Mm. Um, there, there are things that you need to learn from it and you need to learn those things and then move on. Mm. Um, and there may be moves that you need to make, uh, that you may not be Mm. aware of. And so that's what we want to kind of cover in, in this, in this
1: section, right? Blake. Yeah. So the, I think there's, the the curiosity of why are they leaving becomes really important to when you're analyzing that position too so uh does the position need to change Hmm. if they were overly burnt out was there too much on their plate and they just weren't willing to say something until the very end and do you have do you have nine positions shoved into one because you're like oh i don't know we all these things have to happen but you're not willing to hire the nine different positions. I'm not saying you should, obviously my story a second ago, but um, I think there is a balance of saying, okay, well, what are these elements is for someone in this position steals life for them and what gives life to them, right? there, you're a person go. who's in this position because there are things that we all do that could be automated, they could be eliminated, they could be delegated to different people based off on whatever on the position is. And that position that you have, that they are leaving, is it the right position period? Or do, should it be two positions? Or should there be certain elements that need to be delegated to different positions? And I'm not saying the answer is yes all the time. Sometimes the answer is no, we had the wrong person in the right in the wrong seat, right? Or we had the right person in the wrong seat. Yeah. I, I don't know that answer, but I think that you're not going to get another opportunity to find like to uh, fix this position to try to attract the right person, except for that moment. So now you've got the moment, don't waste the moment. Start analyzing, looking through it. Um, And I think another thing is you got to start looking at like, where's, hopefully you're allowing this to help you see where your focus is and your focus is not. So when you're thinking about like, well, okay, we've gone through the exit interview. They told us all these areas that you know, we need to do better at, gosh. Um, and then we address the elephant in the room with our team. Now, what do we do with that information? Well, I would tell you, start categorizing those things that you were told and talked about, categorize those. Where are they falling? Well, it yeah. looks like they're all falling in development. So it's not hiring? No, they, they thought we did great at hiring. Well, it's not onboarding? No, they were pretty happy with that. It's developing. Okay, guess where your attention's probably not at. It's probably not on developing.
0: And yeah, and you're, and you're probably going to see that in that cultural view, right? Right. So you're not just taking this one person's word for it, who kind of maybe already had one foot out the door, right? You're going to take that as a, as a signal and you're going to kind of go, okay, there's one piece of evidence. Is there supporting evidence for this? Okay. Oh, what's that culture review? Yeah. It looks like the development was the issue, not just for him who's leaving, but also yeah those that are still here.
1: Yeah. Very good. Yeah. I agree wholeheartedly. I honestly, I think that the more you can do that and identify those areas, the more focused attention you can then put on it, which is going to also show your organization that them taking those surveys and those questions and those tests isn't a waste of their time. Because I'll tell you, I have gone to many an organization and done cultural reviews and worked with people who I have said, do you actually think this is going to do anything? And more than 70% of people said, I don't think so. And I'm like, I appreciate your honesty.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, that's the that other piece of feedback right there. It's like, okay, time to do something about it. Yeah, Right. That's the adapting and the adjusting. So you might not need to refill it. You might need to promote within, within, you may need to look for another A player outside of your organization. There's also, there's no one size fits all answer on what adapting and adjusting looks like next it's there's no <clears throat> this is how you recover uh it looks different for everybody in every organization because the variables can be so different and that's what we're saying here
1: yeah that's good
0: yeah good episode man nice. i feel good about it i mean we took a we took something that really could be terrible and turned it into quite the pleasant learning experience yeah Look at us go. There it is. You know what? I decided not to run away. All right. Good. <laughs> so I feel good about being here now. Good. Uh, so if you need help with this, with this topic that we talked about today, reach out to us. Like we said earlier in the episode, the- culturebase.com strategy or just go to culturebase.com and click on the button strategy, fill out that form. We'd love to have a free 30 minute strategy session with you. We can kind of uh, work on this topic of how to recover from losing your best talent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So go on and uh, fill that out. The free turnover calculator that we talked about in a previous episode is coming soon. It's developing quickly, and it's very, very exciting. I cannot wait to share that with y'all. We'll be back on our next episode, episode 10. We made it 10 episodes, 10 weeks. just double digits. We're, we're, we're big kids now. Awesome.
1: We're big, big kids This is great.
0: And now that we're big kids, we're going to talk about how to find the right people. Struggle bus. But we're mm-hmm. going to get through it together. So we can't wait to talk to you about that. We'll talk to you next time on
1: the Culture Based Podcast.